The theme is All I Want for Christmas. Good morning. Now we're all in here. My name's Matt. I'm part of the leadership team here. Um, my beautiful wife is over there in a wonderful Christmas jumper. Um, just do me a favour and raise... Oh, in fact, stand up if you're wearing something Christmassy today. I would like to applaud these people. Thank you very much. Um, my wife and I lead the worship team, among other things um, we do for the church. It's a real pleasure to be part of this church. We've been here for five years-ish. Pardon? Nearly six. There we go. It's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. So we're, we're really proud to be part of this church and to see it grow. So thank you for having us. Um, the Christmas series is called All I Want for Christmas. I'm today talking about All I Want for Christmas is His Birth. Um, Joe next week is preaching All I Want for Christmas is His Death. And Mel is going to finish up on the 11th at our carol service, All I Want for Christmas is Jesus. So that's where we're going with this series. We're going to focus particularly on the birth today, the birth of our Jesus Christ. So we've started off with the thinking about gifts here. Now, really, this team here did finish, didn't they? They did get the final one. Um, so in theory, this team here um, should be receiving the prize. I told you the reward would be great. Um, there are nuts in these because they are just a normal packet of sweets. If you want to pass those around during the preach, uh, make sure they get all the way to the back for me. That would be great. Melanie's just moved. <laughs> she's, she's switched. But, but just to start us off, we're talking today about the gift of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says um, in Romans, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the free gift of God, is the eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So as an illustration this morning, you'll be pleased to know, middle block, that this is my free gift to you. You didn't have to earn this this morning. This is my free gift. So all you have to do this morning is receive, <laughs> is receive that free gift, and the gift is yours. So please do share it. And because it is a free gift given for all people, this block as well, thank you very much. Do pass them round. So, enjoy that gift this morning. Accept that gift if that's okay. There are nuts in there, so please just be warned of that. I don't want anyone to be ill this morning. And take that gift and enjoy it as we preach. Might take your mind off what's going on up here. It's fine. Um, so we're going to focus particularly on Jesus' birth this morning. He came to earth not as a reward for our strivings, for our hard work and effort, but he came to earth as a free gift from God. In fact, it was a very undeserved, splendidly generous gift um, that was foretold through history. Um, God sent Jesus to the earth, not because we asked him to, but that God knew that's what he had to do for our salvation. So this was God's decision, God's plan, um, and that was foretold throughout history. Um, so if we go back to uh, Ahaz, when he was king of Judah, he was being attacked by various nations, um, and Isaiah was there, and Isaiah said, ask for a sign to show you that God is going to protect you, because um, God had said to Ahaz, I will protect you, I will protect your land, I will protect your people. Um, he says to Isaiah, ask for a sign, because he was in doubt. Ahaz, Ahaz refused, so Isaiah said this anyway. He said, all right then. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. 
So this wasn't a, a last-minute plan. This was part of God's eternal plan. He knew what he was going to do to bring about salvation. He knew that he was going to send his son to earth as a baby. He would be fully man, and he would also be fully God. And this just got me thinking as we think about the birth. How else could Jesus have come to earth? If you were sending your precious son, you were sending God himself to earth, how would you send him? And it got me thinking, would I, would I send him a bit like when he um, comes back on that final day in a giant triumphal kind of entry with trumpets and horses and banners and ribbons and celebration and dancing and singing? Okay, is that how I do it? I, I think maybe I, I possibly would. Um, he could have literally come down in human form as a 30-year-old man, couldn't he? Kind of a bit like uh, the picture in Superman that Joe showed us once where he kind of falls back from space and he falls down to earth, this triumphant, strong, um, muscly, you know, caped man coming down to earth to save us um, and give us our gift of salvation. Um, there's lots of different ways he could have come. But God chose to send his son to earth in the form of a baby, to, to literally conceive that child inside the Virgin Mary um, and to enter that way, to completely humble himself, to grow up on earth in exactly the same way that we have grown up on this earth. Okay? And we're going to focus on that human aspect of Jesus a bit today. Um, obviously, though, entirely in the context of Jesus also being fully God, we're going to explore those things. Um, just in case you don't believe me, um, here's um, a bit from Luke, and I'll just read this just to set the scene for today. So, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Fully man, conceived and given birth to by Mary, but fully God, conceived by the Holy Spirit and the power of God. And... And hopefully as we kind of explore this bit tomorrow, this morning, we'll just see that both things have to be true. If we have one without the other, our salvation could not have happened. So this is how God planned this to happen, and this is how it had to happen. Um, just with the fully God, God has the power to save us from our sin and restore our relationship with him. Um, just as kind of an example to this, um, I apologise to Phil in advance. Um, <laughs> Phil and I do occasionally have disagreements. Okay, we're human, we're normal. Um, we do disagree on things from time. I know, John, it's surprising. Um, but we do. Okay, we do occasionally have disagreements. And there are times, to be honest, when I sort of go away in my man cave sulk and I say, I, I just don't want to talk to you at the moment. I, I need to leave my beautiful, lovely wife. I need to leave, and I just need to be by myself. At this moment in time, I cannot speak to you. I cannot talk to you. I, I just need to go away because I'm angry and I'm frustrated. And it doesn't matter what Phil would do in that situation. This is a complete role reversal, isn't it? Um, 
It doesn't matter what Phil does in that situation. She can bang on the door. She can chase me up the street. She can throw things at me. She can, um, yeah, she can like, hang on to me and say, don't go, don't go. It... <laughs> I'm not going to go. I'm going to stop. End of illustration. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, but in those situations... I need to turn around, don't I? I need to be the one to say, actually, I'm the one, we're separate at the moment. There's a distance, there's a gap between us. And she can chase and chase and chase, and I'm going to run and run and run. But at some point, I have to turn around and say, actually, honey, let's sort this out. Let's, let's bring us back together. Let's have a conversation. Let's hold the cushion. Let's pass it backwards and forwards, like they told us to do in our marriage prep that we've never done. Um, <laughs> and, and we'll pass it, and we'll, we'll rebuild this relationship. Um, but there was a gap between us, and I have to kind of turn around, and I have to come back, and I have to say, actually, come, let, let, let's sort this out. And that's a very, very poor example, I think, because God is much bigger and much greater, and the, the reason we were separate from God is much deeper than just um, an argument over something like that. But it kind of helps me to think, actually, we were separate from God because of our sin. Our se- sin meant we were separated. We couldn't come into the presence of God um, so only God can turn around and say, actually, you come now. You come now. I've made a way. I've sent my son to earth. He's been sacrificed in your place. Now you come. Now you come to me, and we will be restored. And actually, I thought, if, if Jesus wasn't fully God, he wouldn't have the power to say, now you come. Now you come into my presence. Now you come back to me. You are very welcome here. I love you, and I want you. Um, so that's the point I'm trying to make. So Jesus had to be fully God, but he also had to be fully man because there was a sacrifice that needed to happen and he had to die. The sacrifice had to die, so he had to be fully man. And the virgin birth is perfect, I think, personally. Hopefully some of us might agree. He was formed in the womb of Mary. He was conceived in the womb of Mary he was, he was born as a human baby in the same way that we were born. He had to grow up as a toddler, an infant, an adolescent. He had to go through. He was fully, fully human. But at that critical moment when he was conceived, there was no sex, there was no man involved, there was God, there was the Holy Spirit. So he's entirely conceived by the Holy Spirit and the power of God, yet he's fully man because he came to earth as a baby. And that's the context of what we're going to look at today. So I'm going to look at some of the aspects of why Jesus had to be fully human, why he had to humble himself in this way, and why he had to enter the earth in this way, and why he had to be fully human. But this was a truly divine act. This was the power of God um, conceiving him in Mary's womb. Is this okay? Brilliant. Okay, so I'm going to focus on three aspects of uh, Jesus' humanity this morning. There are many, many more many, many more. I'm going to focus on three of them. And each one is going to be um, connected to a gift, because this is all I want for Christmas. We want to be generous in our gift giving. Um, So the first one we're going to look at is to be a substitute sacrifice. In other words, to die in our place. Wayne Grudem wrote in a book, if Jesus had not been a man, he could not have died in our place and paid the penalty that was due to us. I'll repeat that. If Jesus had not been a man, he could not have died in our place and paid the penalty that was due to us. It says in Hebrews, Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. 
For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. And only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Man had to die to pay the penalty for man's sins. Throughout history, other animals were offered as sacrifices, but they were never sufficient. They were kind of um, doing their job for a short time. The sacrifice would cleanse man for a short time so that one priest could go into the presence of God, but it always kind of ran out and it always had to be repeated again. And again, I thought this was a bit like Baal. I went on to gov.uk and read the description of how Baal works. I've never been directly involved myself. Um, the, um, so when you're basically arrested, you can be released on bail, but there's certain conditions on your release. So you're not living as a free person in this country. If you're released on bail, they quite often take away your passport so you can't leave the country. Um, you might have to live at a certain address. Um, there's these kind of restrictions. They might say you've got a curfew, you've got to be in by a certain time. They might say you have to report to this police station or this bail officer at certain times just to prove you're still in the area. So although you've been released from the police station, essentially been released from that moment of arrest, you've got all these conditions. I'm living in a life of I have to sit in this kind of area. I have to stay in Sutton Coalfield. I have to report to that person over there okay, it's that time, I've now got to go there, I've now got to go back to my house. There's all these conditions placed around you. And you're living in that sense of at some point the judgment is going to come. Because at some point I'm going to be called back, I'm going to be given my date to appear in court, and the judgment will come. So although I've been released for a time, the bail has given me release for a time with these conditions, at some point I know that the judgment will be given. I will stand before the judge and he will say, right, let's get back to what went wrong. Let's get back to why you were arrested in the first place. Let's sort this out. The trial, the judgment hangs over you. But imagine when that day comes and instead of you going to court on that day, Jesus comes up and he says, you stand there, I'm going to go in for you. So rather than us having to go in and face that judge, he says, you wait outside. I'm going to take your place. I'm going to be your substitute sacrifice. I'm going to go in there. Whatever the judge says is due for you, I will take upon my shoulders. I will take that punishment for you. And that's what it's like with our sin. We, we sinful man, we weren't perfect. We weren't fully good. We were living in a world where we paid these little sacrifices to get us a bit of freedom, but man was never entirely free to come into the presence of God. Until that day when Jesus came to earth as a baby, he grew up, he started his ministry, and he said, I will now take your place. I will sit on the cross for you, and I will take on my shoulders the weight of all your sin. Every punishment that is owed to you, I will take upon me. I am fully man, so I can do that, and I will die in your place. I think that's pretty good. Um, and we need to live in the fullness of that life. We need to live knowing that actually that judgment no longer hangs over our head. There isn't a day when the judge is going to come and say, now you stand in my court and I will put judgment upon you. Because that judgment has been given. It's been given to Jesus. He died for that. So we are now free to stand in the presence of God, to worship him, to adore him, to love him. And he's never going to close that curtain. He's never going to close that door. He's never going to say, time's up, sacrifice is over, 
you can't come into my presence anymore. That curtain was torn in two for all time. So we are free to worship him. And it's really important we acknowledge that he had to be fully human because he died completely and utterly in our place. So we can live a life of worship, um, of adoration. Um, and we don't have to live in fear, do we? We don't have to live in fear that um, at some point that judgment is going to come upon us because it's not going to because Jesus was our sacrifice. So to illustrate this point, I have one of our favourite worship CDs here, and I'm going to give it away as a present. And go a little bit. It's not really high tech, is it? Melanie, Melanie posted this morning. It's Christmas jumpers at the ready today. Real Life Church. We begin our Christmas series. All I want for Christmas. Our friend Matt Yates is kicking it off. You should come and hear him. Put your hand up if you read that this morning. Keep your hand up if you liked that this morning. If you liked that comment this morning. I can see on here as well. So, Bryony, that is a Christmas gift to you. And I'm not giving that because of your works this morning. It was just a good way of finding someone. So, thank you, Bryony, for liking that comment. So, at least one person was coming here today looking forward to Matt Yates preaching. Just, just saying, Judge. Okay, point two. There's three of these, then we'll look at the application. Um, point two, these are, this one's a bit shorter. To be the one mediator between God and man. That is um, to represent us to God and God to us. Again, it kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Fully man, represent man to God. Fully God, represent God to man. He was the one the one person in all time that could perform both roles because he was man and he was God. We were separated from God. There was a big gap between us that no man could ever cross on his own. But it needed man and God to come together and someone to mediate between the two. And that person was Jesus. Um, It's the only way that one person could sit in the middle of that gap is to be representing both parties. It says in Timothy, there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity. Who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Jesus Christ. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. Okay? So he has to be, he has to be both. He's the one who sits on the throne here in our prayers, representing us still to God, isn't he? He's our um, intercessor, okay? So prayer is really important. Um, and we're going to talk a bit more about prayer and the response later on. But I do have another gift. Um, this is a book all about the power of prayer. And that's not the right one, hopefully. Uh, it's the heavy one of the two. Um, I'm sticking with that. We'll go with it anyway. So um, this, is a, this is a really good book about the power of prayer. It's written by Tim Keller. If I give you a gift this morning, you've got it. Feel free to re-gift. I won't be offended. Um, now, somebody... Somebody has a Christmas bauble hanging under their chair. Go for it. Let's have a round of applause. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Um, So that's my gift to you. It's, it's, It's a book about prayer, but just to illustrate the point that Jesus is the mediator between God and man. Okay, hear that again. He represents us to God, 
and he represents God to us, fully man, fully God. And the third thing I just wanted to pull out of this was um, that he's our example and pattern in life. He, he walked on earth as a man, but more than that, when you think about it, when we sing these songs about the birth of Jesus Christ and this little baby, he grew up on earth in the same way that we did. Um, we're called to walk in the way that he walked on earth. I'll give you some scriptures in a moment. We're called to walk in the way he walked. If, we were, if he was fully God, yes, we can do that. We can use his example, can't we? But he's fully man. So he walked on earth fully man. Just imagine that for a minute. He was a helpless baby. Anything could have happened to him, couldn't it? He was in a stable, possibly full of animals and strange people coming to visit him. He was a baby. He was a toddler. He, he must have had to learn to walk at some point because he did walk, didn't he? Um, he must have learned to speak at some point. He must have been taught things as he grew up. He lived, he lived in a town, in a village, with friends, with family. He, he's gone through everything that you've gone through in your life. Okay, okay, he's fully God as well, but he's gone through these things. Um, just a couple of examples. Hebrews 2 again. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Hebrews 12. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. 1 Peter uh, chapter 2. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example. You must follow in his steps. He never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. Jesus was fully man. We're trying to be like someone. It helps, doesn't it, if they were fully man as well. Whatever we face, Jesus has been there before us. He was born of Mary. I've said he was a baby, a toddler. Um, we don't really hear about those bits of his life, but um, to get from there to kind of his ministry and his age, he, he grew up, didn't he? We, we hear, see snippets of his life, of his history, of what he did on earth as he was growing up. He had relationships. He lived in community. He faced challenging situations. So here's just a few examples of some of the situations that we read about Jesus facing. And just as I read through these, just think to yourself, how often do I find myself in these situations? And then I'll end with a quick personal example on this. So, some of the things Jesus had to deal with. He worked the job. He was a carpenter for most of his life. Being under pressure at work. When he was going about his father's business, preaching, teaching, he faced constant opposition. Um, annoying colleagues. Look at the disciples. Look at the way they didn't hear him. They didn't listen to him. They frustrated him. He had to deal with that. Family trouble. Um, his mothers and brothers thought he was mad, didn't they? They, they didn't understand what was going on. Um, having people say bad things about him. We read about that, don't we? People, um, yeah, saying horrible things about him. Um, having your patience tested in trying to do life. I know as a parent, quite often feel like this. I'm guessing there might be some other people in the room that feel um, their patience is tested daily. Um, but there was Jesus, you know, the disciples just weren't understanding, were they? Not everyone was understanding this message, but still he went out there, still he delivered that message, um, and he, he went on and went on. But he knows what it feels like to be frustrated in that way. Um, facing physical pressure, torture, beatings, you know, hopefully we don't have torture, don't, hopefully we don't get beaten up too often, but when we're ill, when we're in pain, Jesus has suffered. Um, relationship breakdowns, betrayal by Judas... Um, do you ever feel someone has betrayed you, a family member, friend, someone you're not talking to at, 
you know, that's kind of um, been rude, has upset you, has done something really terrible towards you. Um, Jesus had one of the closest people, one of the disciples, betrayed him, so he knew what it felt like to be betrayed. Loneliness, he was abandoned by his friends. Financial pressures, he was poor, he was homeless, he had to rely on the provision that people gave him at times. Um, when he died, his only possession was his clothes. Extreme pressure in doing the right thing, Gethsemane, when he said, take this cup from me. You know, he went to the front and said, do I have to do this? Is this what you want? Obviously, I will submit to you and do it if I have to, but um, he still felt that pressure. And of course, facing sin, temptation, when he was in the wilderness and during his time in ministry. Um, it was, um, I quite often have these experiences when I'm working towards preaching, but the um, coming here this morning, I had it all mapped out. It was, it was wonderful. My parents, um, all have gone, <laughs> my parents, um, have come up to stay with us this weekend. Phil's leading worship. I'm not involved in the band. Neil stepped in, thank you very much, and played guitar, so I was free to preach, so I don't have to jump backwards and forwards. My parents, I thought, brilliant. So I've got a good hour this morning, haven't I, to read through my notes, to get really... Obviously, I've spent lots of time already, but it's, I like on that morning of preaching to read through my notes, spend a bit of quality time, just me and Jesus, get ready. So I walk in here all calm, ready, prepared, feeling, yeah, I've got this today. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me words to speak. Um, it didn't happen. The morning didn't work like that this morning. Um, for various reasons, um, beyond people's control, I, I had to pop down this morning and, and help out with some practical stuff. Um, that was the first phone call I got at 9 o'clock. That's, that's okay. Um, at the same time, someone's at home. He's got quite a bad cough at the moment, not feeling great. So I'm like, right, brilliant. I will come down and help you. But before I come down and help you, so my parents don't have to root around finding clothes, I'm going to go around, find all their clothes, get them all ready, come down. So that's all right, that's all right, all right. So I thought, you know what I'll do? During those first three songs, I'll spend a bit of time just praising Jesus. Um, maybe have a flick through, but just, you know, just really spend that little bit of extra time just worshiping, praising Jesus. So my son coughs and coughs and coughs until he coughs all over the floor over there. And I'm thinking, great, so I'm going to go and clear that up. So I'm down on my knees doing that. Um, and it just hasn't gone the way I, I wanted. But then I was thinking about this and preparing for this morning. I thought, how many times did Jesus get to say, actually, I'm going to preach in a minute. I'm going to preach to the crowds in a minute. So you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and sit in that house really quietly for an hour. And I'm going to prepare my notes. I'm going to lay them all out in front of me. I'm going to get all ready. I, I know exactly what I'm going to say. And he'd spend that time saying, right, I'm ready now, here I go. It's my time. I thought, actually, that, that probably didn't really happen, did it? Um, so Jesus was tired. He was trying to find a bit of space. He was trying to find somewhere to go. Um, and people would just come up to him, children, adults, say, Jesus, tell us more. Tell us more about your message. Tell us more. Pray for us. Do this miracle. For help, help, help. Um, and wherever he went, he had people kind of you know, trying to take things from him, didn't they, and try and hear his message. And then crowds would build up. And he wouldn't have time to go away and do that bit of last-minute prep. He would stand and say, actually, this is on my heart. This message is in me. It's who I am. So I will stand up and I will preach this message. Um, and in that moment, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus. Don't worry. Um, but in that moment, I just thought, how ironic, thank you, Lord, um, that actually I need to rely on your strength. So my prayer at that point was, Jesus, you know, I've been doing this for weeks, I think it was two months ago when Mel asked us and said this is what it's going to be about um, it doesn't matter this morning because I've been spending time with you I've been doing preparation, I've got all my notes finished 
it's all, it's all fine. It's all fine. I'm just going to turn up and I'm going to do what you've put on my heart this morning. Hopefully it's made some sense. Hopefully it's useful to somebody out there. Um, but it doesn't matter. And I thought, actually, in that sense, it just helped me. It helped me thinking, um, I know Jesus has been in similar situations. Lord, will you help me through this? So just an example of how it helped me today. Hence, I'm not falling to pieces. Right, last gift. Um, oh, this was this one. Um, so this is my final gift of this morning. Do a little bit of action, and then we'll go back into a wonderful time of worship. So this is... Oh, it's a book called Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper. So it's about living in the fullness of um, our relationship with Jesus and hopefully some help in there about using his example um, to live a full life on this earth. So if your birthday was in, or is in, here we go, June, stand up for me. Any June birthdays? Oh... That was a good month, right? Okay, we're going random numbers. 15th. <laughs> Who's closest to the 15th? What date have we got? 17th? 30th. Good old random number. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thought we'd end up somewhere in the middle and I'd panic. It's fine. I'm a math teacher. It's okay. So, where does this leave us this morning? So, a little bit of... I've done a bit of application as we've gone through, but just to um, summarise where we've got to. So, God came to earth fully man and fully God. He completely humbled himself, born as a baby. And I think it's really important when we remember that baby, we remember this is fully God humbling himself so that he could be the perfect example to us on this earth and he could be the perfect um, and only possible person that could be our substitute. He suffered and died for us, and our salvation entirely depends upon him. Um, So, four things. Firstly, salvation. I encourage you, um, if you've never made that step of faith and said, actually, Jesus, I understand what everyone's saying. I've never actually stood up and said, I'm sorry for what I've done. I've never stood up and said, I accept what you've done for me. I just encourage you to do that. And there's a step you have to take um, to start that bit of the journey. And I hope there's people in here this morning who are just feeling that knock on their door this morning, that knock from Jesus, just saying, come on, you, you accept what I've done. You, um, you don't necessarily have to fully kind of believe it, but you're going to go on a journey with me. Where's my next step of the journey? Um, it's a shame he's not in here, but he'd probably be embarrassed anyway. Um, 18 years ago, my dad um, came to Nottingham where I was at university. He came to my baptism we had these little booklets that um, gave our story, our testimony of how we'd become Christians. I became a Christian at university, should have said that. Um, so he came up um, to Cornerstone Church in Nottingham um, to see my baptism. I'm sat there in the talk, a man called Colin Webster, great guy, um, was preaching from the front. And he, he didn't normally do this, but he said, right, if there's anyone that's been touched by this morning, if there's anyone who wants to know more, anyone who wants to go a step further on this journey and actually say, yeah, Jesus, I want to know more, will you just stand up for me? And behind me, this is what I hear. And it was my dad standing up. Um, yeah, 18 years ago, he's a Christian. Um, he's part of a worship team. He leads a small group. He's done a lot of business with Jesus over the years. Um, most of my family are now saved. 
And that was kind of the catalyst of these things starting. So I just encourage you um, to start that bit of the journey. If you're not there yet, grab someone this morning, one of the life group leaders, Mel and Stu, me, John and George, someone you've come with, someone you know, and take that next step. Um, don't leave this place without actually saying to Jesus, I'm ready, I'm ready to take a step of faith. Teach me more. I accept what you've done. I accept the truth of this, and I want to know what that means to me in my life. Um, If you're already a believer, I want us to live in the freedom um, of what this means for us. He was our substitute. That was the first point, wasn't it? He has died in our place. We no longer will be judged in that way because he was entirely judged. He has perfectly restored us to the Father, and we don't have to live in fear of judgment. We can live in freedom. And I think that's a brilliant way to live life. We don't have to live. There's no condemnation in this salvation. I'm free. Okay? (laughs) It's one of my favorite songs um, from the 1990s. Um, Let's live in freedom. Let's not live in condemnation. We will not be judged because Jesus took that judgment upon himself. Um, We then said he was our mediator. He speaks to God on our behalf. So my encouragement to you is to bring him the seemingly impossible. So bring in the big things where we need breakthrough. Um, He he is God, isn't he? He created heaven's earth, created the world in which we live. He created us, the God of miracles. There's nothing that's beyond his power. Therefore, I sometimes have to remind myself and actually say, by not bringing this thing to God, I'm almost denying him a bit of his authority and power. There's nothing I can't bring to Jesus because Jesus is above everything. So I just encourage you um, to bring everything. Ask for breakthrough. Be honest about how you're feeling in the difficult times. Don't hold things back. He knows everything anyway. He wants to heal you. He wants to help you. And he is speaking to God on our behalf. And God will speak back to us. So make sure we're living in the freedom. Make sure we're bringing him everything. And make sure we're um, growing in that relationship. Um, and finally, bring him the everyday. Jesus lived on this earth. He knows what it's like to live on this earth. Um, so again, just bring him everything. Yes, bring him the big things, the impossible, but also bring him the little things. He cares about the tiniest bit of your life. He cares about everything that's going on in your life. So don't be afraid of bringing those things to him. You might be facing a massive, impossible situation. You might just be struggling to get to work one day because you've just fed up with the way things are going and the people you have to work with. It doesn't matter. He came to earth um, for us to live this life and we can bring everything to him because he is also fully God. So the virgin birth seems fairly impossible. God can achieve anything. So let's ask God for guidance. Let's ask him for clarity. um, And let's bring everything to him. Um, Yeah, can I ask you to stand with me? Just as the the band up and get ready to lead us into a time of worship. What I'd love us to do, this is the the first part of the Christmas series. Obviously, we're focused on Jesus. We're thinking this morning about his birth. Um, Just give us a moment before we go into worship this morning. If there's anything you want to bring to Jesus... Let's deal with that here and now. So if there's anything, if you want to say to him, actually, I'm ready to make that first step. If you want to say to him, I'm struggling to live in the fullness of freedom, help me. If there are impossible things, everyday things you want to bring to him, just before we rush on, 
Let's take a moment to do that. And then we're going to focus on our King Jesus. And actually, once we've put everything at his throne, at his footstool, um, we're going to focus and worship and celebrate him. And I just ask you, as a, as a church, together, um, help us to see more of who Jesus is. So if there are things on your heart this morning that are just kind of um, thoughts or things that kind of pulse in, making your heart race a little bit, I just encourage you, even if you've not done this before, to come up to share testimony of who Jesus is, of scriptures that are particularly on you that describe his majesty, his glory. Um, but to help us as a church really focus on him, his character, his power, his love, and his mercy. So I'm going to shut up and give you a few moments. Just bring before him anything you need to this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that you you completely humbled yourself. Yeah, so good. The the man who spoke this world into being. You completely humbled yourself and were conceived as a human in the Virgin Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit, and you grew up on this earth. Thank you that you lived the perfect life. Thank you that you lived a sinless life. Thank you that you experienced what it is and you've shown us how to live a perfect life on this earth. And thank you when that moment came, when the, when the judgment call came and it called us into that court, you said, no, stop, I'm going to go there on your behalf. And you stood in that place and you died on the cross as our sacrifice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have... You have done so much for us and we know we can bring anything, anything to you. I thank you for our salvation. I thank you for our freedom. I just pray, yeah, we just, we just give you these things. We bring them to you this morning and say, Lord, we trust in you. We fully trust in you because you are, you've gone to such lengths to restore us to you. How can we not fully trust in you, Lord Jesus? So thank you, Lord. We're going to focus on you. We're going to worship you. We're going to sing about how wonderful you are. We're going to speak about how wonderful you are. And we want to lift you up, Lord, because everything is yours. But particularly in this season, Lord, the whole world is talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Hmm. Jesus. 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 J